Seltzer Kings podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Oh, yeah, yeah, buddy. I, I, I talked to Jeremy. He says, uh, 2024, it's going to be your year. You're, you're finally going to get that show of your own, buddy. Yeah, it's never going to happen. The following podcast contains... You cannot say filth, flying filth, flying filth in front of people. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you thought this year would be the year that uh, shit started to get better... Come on, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is episode number 431. This year was trouble when it walked in, and it's our annual 2023 year in review show, where we look back on the year 2023 and ask, what the hell were we thinking? Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by the year 2024, who swears this will be the year it gets its shit together. 2024 understands that previous few years were disappointing and that you, you were hurt by them. But 2024 promises it won't be like that this time, baby. This time, things are going to be different. 2024 promises it's going to stop drinking, get that job down at the plant, and spend more time at home with you and the kids. Hey, babe, we're going to take that trip we talked about taking since January of 2020. Come on, baby. Give 2024 one more chance. This time, everything's going to be different. There is no doubt 2023 was the year of AI. We are no longer just talking about AI innovation in the abstract. We are seeing real product making, deployment and productivity gains. From breakthroughs in silicon, to creation of small language models like Orca and Phi, to models as a service which is making it easier to bring the power of Cohere, Llama, Mistral to more apps, to the latest and the best from OpenAI, and of course, Copilot, your everyday AI companion. But at the end of the day, this innovation will only be useful if we build and use it responsibly. Ensuring its benefits empower each of us in our careers, in our communities, and in our countries, while helping to address some of the world's most pressing challenges. And as the year comes to a close, what makes me optimistic is seeing how people like you and your organizations are already applying AI to make a real difference. Since the year 2017, those were the days. <laughs> this podcast has taken the last show of the year to look back on the year that was. And we do this for one simple reason. We need video. We need an interview and exclusive content. So go. That's right. We do it for the content. Also, we do it in homage to the man without whom this podcast would not exist. Gavin. Oh, please, Gavin? No, no way. I mean, we could, look, <laughs> any one of the fictional minions would knife him and the studio shitter for the chance to move up. We can do it without Gavin. No, I speak of a great man, a man who inspired a young Dave to be the kind of man he is today. Seek the town drunk! 
No, I'm talking about a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. Who? Dave Barry? Yes. Because as a young lad, I read Mr. Barry's columns and thought to myself. Doesn't seem that hard. And perhaps one day, if I applied myself in the least strenuous way possible, I too might write a humor column in a national newspaper. And here we are, 40 years later, and I've accomplished my goal. I mean, well, technically, um, this is a syndicated show. I mean, it's internationally syndicated, and I do, in fact, write for it weekly. So therefore, technically... You are technically correct. The best kind of correct. Who was I talking... Oh, yeah, right, Dave Barry. You see, each year Dave writes his year interview, and back in 2017, I was reading it and thought to myself... Should I steal it? To which the answer was obviously yes. It's the kind of thing Dave would want me to do. Not that Dave Barry is the only person to write a year interview, because starting in December, any number of publications release their lookbacks for much the same reason that Dave and I do. But you need it there because it fills up space. Exactly. So that's why we do these shows every year. And this is a history show, and then it's a comedy show. Well, if you can call it that. Ergo, if it happened before the day this show is released, it is history. Also, a lot of shit happened last year, and some of you probably forgot about it already. Admittedly, there were good reasons for you to forget most of it, but don't worry. We're not going to be focusing on all the horrible things that happened, you know, the endless mass shootings. Although, yeah, as I was doing research for the show, I could have had one or more for every month for 2023, so yay America, I guess. I guess. So instead, I am focusing on the funny, the infuriating, the forgotten, and a surprising amount of Taylor Swift content. Because after all, Taylor was the singular most popular news stories not involving a certain you-know-who in 2023, who sadly will also feature prominently in this show, because that's just the fucking world we live in these days. So sit back, pour yourself something comfortably alcoholic, and strap yourself in for the year that was 2023. year has before it with the citizens of earth gathering together in celebration of the year that was and hopes for the year ahead get used to disappointment early on in january things were keeping true to form when every flight in the united states was suddenly and unexpectedly forbidden to take off those in the air were allowed to continue on to their destinations but no one could leave the ground this happened because the computers for the federal aviation administration the ones they use to manage air traffic control all sort of stopped working at the same time. Was it uh, terrorism or some kind of cyber attack? No, it's just Chuck Testa. No, it was the routine computer maintenance, like a bad Windows upgrade that caused the whole thing to crash. Did you try turning it off and back on again? Well, that was pretty much how they resolved the issue, except they had to do it all over the country in sequential order. So it, it, it took a little while. This wasn't the only dysfunctional system in America. Over in the newly sworn-in House of Representatives, Congressman Kevin McCarthy was having a little trouble winning the vote to make him the Speaker of the House, a post that he had coveted and subsequently sold out democracy for years to get his hands on. The reason Kevin had endured the long and embarrassing ordeal was that the MAGA caucus in Congress, you know, those guys who exist entirely for the purpose of impressing the former president, 
they uh, sort of has insisted Kevin uh, do things for them. Will you at least lick my balls? Before he could become speaker. And do you know what Kevin did? He got down on his knees and started slurping. And eventually won his position on the 15th ballot. And he kept it for a little while. Napo babies became a thing in January when America suddenly realized that the children of the rich and famous had uh, things a little easier than your average kid. I'm not really sure how this took so long since it's been true since the foundation of the Republic. You, you think John Quincy Adams got the gig on his merits? No, it's because his name's Adams. Speaking of a lack of merit, Elon Musk, oh yeah, decided it was time to let Donald J. Trump back on Twitter hoping that he might save the dying site from, you know, dying. Donald Trump decided he liked his own Twitter clone, Truth Social, and has only posted there once. And in the world of pop culture and fashion, I don't know, Miss USA appeared in the Miss World or Miss Universe. I don't fucking know what those are, but she was dressed as the moon. It was a strange thing. February, we were all shocked because NFL legend Tom Brady, who had retired then unretired led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a losing season yet somehow making the playoffs in said losing seasons only to lose in said playoffs re-retired the real this time we'll see how long that lasts Dilbert creator and according to him I'm serious I am a total genius posted a YouTube video in which he said what he really thought about black people Sounds like a bad idea. Oh, it was. And within a few days, Dilbert was out of pretty much every non-Nazi newspaper in the country. Which begs the question, why was Dilbert still in said newspapers? It not being funny for the past 20 to 30 years. But Adams claimed he lost 80% of his income. And somehow, according to Scott Adams, black people were to blame. When reached for comment, black people had this to say about Scott Adams. Okay, yeah, white people are crazy. And we're not, not going to issue any further comment. It was also February when America was invaded by balloons, menace from above. We uh, covered the balloon threat in episode 396. That's, uh, that's a plug. But I wanted to circle back here at the year's end to remark once again that balloons are going to kill us all. And also, for some unexplored reason in fashion, people were wearing these big red boots, which looked like something from a video game, which just tells me that balloons cannot kill us all fast enough. March came in like a lion, which just reinforced the truth that the balloons could not kill us all fast enough. Because Marianne Williamson was a loony, but he was a happy loony. Announced she would be reprising her run for president after her failed attempts in 2016 and 2020, in which she garnered a total of seven votes between the two, all of whom were cast by people so high that they thought it was a funny idea. Silicon Valley Bank collapsed in one of the largest bank collapses in recent history. Part The bank partially collapsed because of the economy, but mostly it's because the people who were running the bank all thought that cryptocurrency was a real thing and not the biggest grift of all time. You stole a Bitcoin? Of course they stole the Bitcoin. That's how Bitcoin works. Tennessee banned drag shows and it instantly put 500 Dolly Parton personages in Nashville out of business. And they reaffirms once again that the state of my birth is a total shithole. Also, Trump was indicted for committing fraud to pay off the porn star Stormy Daniels that he doinked. 
This began the year of indictments. April began on a down note when Bed Bath & Beyond became Bed Bath & Bankrupt. The retailers cited the lingering effects from the pandemic, online shopping, and it seems Americans were not willing to go beyond their front doors for their bed and bath needs. Additional factors in the demise of the much-loved retailer was a private equity predation because... Someone who loved capitalism. Just a little too much. They loved it so much it hurt. In politics, Joe Biden announced that he would be running for president in 2024, which admittedly didn't seem ideal. But compared to his competition, an old moderate seems like a great choice compared to the absolute fucking lunatic that was also declaring as a Democrat because he thinks that vaccines are filled with 5G microchips. Say what you will about the Kennedys, the worst of them live the longest. And on the internet, a 22-year-old Air Force Reservist Airman First Class dumped a bunch of top secret files onto a Discord server to impress his loser online friends. You know what? At least during the Cold War, my generation gave away top secret intelligence for money or pussy, not for heart emoji or whatever the fuck they do on Discord. And May gave the world its newest reigning monarch as King Charles III was crowned in London to the adoring throngs of monarchists and Americans who for some reason think royalty is really cool. They have no sense of irony. I have no personal love for the British monarchy, but you gotta give Charles some credit. He waited a long time for this and never once tried to push that old bitty over a battlement or anything, which indicates that the blood of English kings has grown rather thin. Speaking of queens. Dave, Dave, no! What? His district contained a fairly big chunk of the borough of Queens. George Santos, America's most entertaining congressman for about five months or so, was indicted on a slew of federal charges, including false statements, wire fraud, credit card fraud, falsification of records, and identity fraud, all connected to his use and theft of campaign funds. George refused to resign, stating no one should treat a veteran like that. Yeah. I went to Vietnam, and I was injured catching a mortar shell in my teeth. And it made me a three-star general. And, and, and then I got a job in journalism, running for the National Geographic. The biggest news in May was that the Writers Guild of America went on strike, shutting down Hollywood for the first time since 2005. The writers for television and movies took to the picket lines demanding reforms in residual payments, increases in staffing for writer rooms, and not to be replaced with artificial intelligence, or AI. 2023 was the year the AI became the next big thing, when everything from cars to asswipe was now powered by artificial intelligence. The studios felt that the job of the writers could easily be done by this artificial intelligence, despite artificial intelligence being entirely artificial and not at all intelligent. Touting programs like ChatGPT, studio execs believe scripts could be churned out cheaply and easily by entering a few keywords and sitting back to watch the money roll in. Ethical considerations aside, AI is not capable of the things most tech bros and Hollywood executives think it can do. A ChatGPT is like a Vogon writing poetry. All it can do is put words down without any real sense of why certain words go certain places. Group, I thee, my drones, and drank me with 
Honestly, that's better than anything ChatGPT can produce. Frankly, this whole AI thing is just another blockchain or metaverse, whatever bullshit make-believe thing that Silicon Valley bros who fervently believe that only their special brand of, of intellect can save humanity from itself by making machines that do all the things that make being a human being fun and exciting so that we, the less intelligent and non-coding humans, conserve the tech bros in their moisture farms or body reclamation facilities in the post-apocalyptic future that they all masturbate vigorously to each and every night. And that would all be scary if their inventions actually worked, which they don't. Still, it is a great idea for the writers to go on strike, even with the abysmal quality of AI-generated scripts. After all, this is an industry that gave us five whole seasons of Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie pretending to be poor just for laughs. And come to think of it, I'm not entirely sure that anyone can conclusively prove to me that George Santos is not some sort of AI in a meat puppet wandering around spouting whatever out of the algorithm vomits into his speech box. Chillingly plausible. Come June, most of Canada caught on fire. I'm sorry about that, eh? Fortunately for Canada, it was in the vast uncharted swaths of Canada where no one lives and no one wants to. Unfortunately for us Americans, all that smoke had to go somewhere, and it came to New York City where the air turned fucking orange, an orange so deeply intense it uh, reminds one of a certain ex-president who clearly has no idea how bronzer works. And so smoke-filled... It was like being downwind in a Grateful Dead show. Do you know what year it is? I don't know. It's That's a relevant reference to me. Right, you're on podcast. Thick, heavy smoke would plague the northeastern U.S. throughout the summer, prompting the West Coast to snap at us by saying, Yeah! How you like me now, bitch? Meanwhile, in the Atlantic Ocean, a group of rich idiots willingly dove down to the Titanic wreckage in a cardboard submarine purchased from the back of a 1973 Archie comic book. Um, it doesn't seem very safe. That's only because it wasn't. It imploded and everyone aboard was killed. Very sad, sad. The Supreme Court continued dismantling every socially progressive program instituted to redress any kind of civil rights in this country by striking down affirmative action. In response to critics, Justice Clarence Thomas said, quote, What, are you gonna cry now? Come on, cry, baby, cry for me. Come on, cry. And went on to continue work on his new avant-garde legal theory that would overturn the 13th and 14th Amendments Admittedly, it would send him back into slavery, but you know what? It would really own the libs. And speaking of owning the libs, Donald Trump was indicted again, this time for stealing and hiding a bunch of top-secret documents in his club at Mar-a-Lago, which Trump did because he didn't know how to log on to Discord. In July, the Screen Actors Guild joined the writers on strike, marking the first time in 63 years that both unions had struck together, shutting down Hollywood entirely the actors walked out for many of the same reasons as as the writers including demands on how ai was used to represent said actors because they feared that ai would well we can replace you 
Admittedly, AI-generated actors look like wax dolls and move with all the lifelike grace of a Chucky e. Cheese puppet with a bad wiring harness, but presumably, with AI things, we'll get better. Any minute now. At the same time as this was going on when nothing new was being made, Hollywood was experiencing a banner year in non-AI scripting scripts and acting in the form of two blockbuster movies that could not be more different and yet somehow became a double feature. The Barbie movie in all of its pinkness was joined by a sprawling bi biopic about J. Robert Oppenheimer, which just goes to show that, you that husbands and wives can find a movie they can agree on. Or rather, they can find a theater showing these two movies together at a time they can both agree on. In Congress, testimony was given that not only has the government known about aliens for years and that the Pope knew, and oh yeah, we definitely have alien bodies. Mulder, come on. And that the details that proved all of this were, of course, classified. Classified. So, you know, just trust them on this. And finally, in July, the whales had had enough of our shit and launched an all-out attack on yachts in the Mediterranean, attacking and sinking several boats in and around the Gibraltar. No humans were eaten, and when asked why this was the case, the orcas replied that humans were... Or a bunch of greasy lard bombs. ...and weren't very appetizing. Hat tip to producer and producer credit to pot pal Amy for reminding me that the whales hate us. In August, Taylor Swift... Oh my God, Taylor Swift... Into the U.S. leg of her Eras tour in which millions of young American women and a few men paid unspeakable amount of monies to see the superstar in concerts across the nation. Concerts which grew so raucous that they literally set off seismic detectors near the stadiums where she was performing. It was just so metal. And if you think I'm going to say anything, anything at all that could be implied as an aspersion against Taylor Swift, then you are out of your goddamn mind. I'm not going up against the Swifties for love or money. Meanwhile... And the hits just keep on coming. Because Donald Trump is indicted not once, but twice on federal and in Georgia state courts for his attempt to overthrow the lawful government of the United States. Insurrection. I mean, we can't use the word insurrection, even though that's entirely what it was, because that would imply that he wasn't eligible to run for president, uh, which will become relevant later on. Do you remember September? Because I do. That's when Rupert Burdock, the evil mastermind behind at least 70% of our national dysfunction, finally retired from his position as God Emperor of News Corp, the parent of... Propaganda network called Fox News. The 92-year-old Murdoch ceded control to his son, Lachlan Murdoch, so he could spend more time in a special rejuvenation cell where the blood of toddlers could be pumped through his veins in order to sustain his continuing undeath, much to the chagrin of his shitty children. The WGA straight was finally concluded on terms very favorable to the writers after the network execs finally read some of the scripts that Ahai had written. Apparently, they were just nothing more than an endless repetition of Well, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Thousands of time over, because someone had apparently fed the scripting AI a screenplay from Stanley Kubik's The Shining, and the AI had re entered a recursive feedback loop and tried to kill Bob Iger with an axe. Here in New York City, Airbnbs became illegal, immediately killing a form formerly thriving economy where private equities bought up a bunch of real estate in poor neighborhoods and rented the spaces to families visiting New York City from Boise a week at a time. 
After years of legal challenges, the law finally went into effect, immediately causing said real estates to start listing on Facebook as, quote, definitely not an illegal Airbnb, unquote. That's the right there. And continue to rent to tourists without all the minimal protections that were once offered by Airbnb. This week in indictments, a new player has entered the game as Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey was charged with taking payments from Egypt in the form of cash and gold bars that he sewed into a sports jacket. Menendez reportedly said that he wasn't trying to hide the gold and money from anyone, but gold and money line jackets were just... Oh no, it's just they're terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. In Taylor Swift news... Rupert, I can't believe Taylor Swift is... Dating Travis Kelsey, a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the only reason I bring this up is that a lot of football fans, all of whom were, uh, you know... I mean men. ...got very upset because all of a sudden, girls were now into football because of Taylor and Travis. I not have one thing for myself. And I was very much there for it. Come October, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, went from the fucking around part of things to the finding out of part of things, thanks to one Congressman Matt Gates of Florida. He looks like an angry face drawn on a thumb. Who took some time off from Venmoing underage girls for sex to file a motion to oust McCarthy from his speakership, which along with the help of gleeful Democrats passed easily, resulting in the first House Speaker to be booted in the middle of his term in, well, ever. He made history, didn't he? Indeed he did. It took three weeks for a new Speaker to be elected in the form of one Mike Johnson mild-mannered congressman from Louisiana who is so staunchly conservative, he not only feels women shouldn't be allowed to vote, but also if they were just beaten with a rod no thicker than a thumb whenever they acted up, men and God would be so much happier. Johnson is such a Christo-fascist that Father Coughlin called from hell to say, hey, maybe you should tone it down a little. You need somebody who, who understands your references. Again, get your own podcast. Meanwhile, a off-duty pilot freaked out and tried to crash a plane from the, con- from the cockpit in mid-flight because he took some mushrooms a few days earlier. That is not how mushrooms works, but that did not keep the press from saying over and over again that he had taken mushrooms a few days earlier, as though that is why he tried to crash the plane. That's how we do. And that wraps it up for October. You missed something. Um, let me look here in my notes. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see I- anything else. You're hiding something. Oh, um, y- yeah, y- you're talking about that. Yes, that. Look, this is a comedy show, and even the vague references I've already made to this are making people mad. So suffice to say that an awful, unspeakable thing happened. And then in response, another awful, unspeakable thing happened. And anything I might say about either of these awful, unspeakable things is going to piss someone off. And on top of that, what the fuck could I possibly say that is relevant, meaningful, or even wanted? Not a goddamn thing. So I'm saying nothing. And the only people who can get mad about that are people who are pissed off because I won't say anything about it because you just can't fucking win on this issue. Even if some of the actions of the Netanyahu government over the past 20 years have been somewhat November arrived with the best possible news for a nation in need of healing because Henry fucking Kissinger finally died.
of joy and deliverance around the world, the ancient war criminal was finally dragged screaming into the afterlife by the Grim Reaper, who only took the shrunken old monster because the Reaper was also taking Shane McGowan that same day, and Shane told Death, they ain't fucking going unless you take that cunt too. And because Death is a huge Pogues fan... Who isn't? It reached out a bony claw and finally snatched that vile fucker from the planet where it caused so much pain and suffering. Man is dead, people! Yeah, and so are a shit ton of other people that wouldn't be if Henry had only fucking choked on a chicken bone when he was a goddamn toddler. Fuck him. Speaking of fuck that guy, crypto con man Sam Bankman-Fried was finally convicted of stealing roughly $9 billion of customer money in a huge Ponzi scheme that he called FTX. When reached for comment in the Lake of Fire, where he was currently giving Henry Kissinger his newcomer orientation, Bernie Madoff reportedly sniffed and said, Fucking amateur hour with this kid. Which brings us to December. And sad news, really. Because Congress voted to expel Representative George Santos for his egregious lies and fraud. And while this is good for the Republic, most Americans probably have to admit... They're a little sad to see him go. Because say what you will about George, his shenanigans were... Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. I mean, if you overlook the fraud and the theft. But now all we have are the kind of shenanigans that are... Uh, shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. Of people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. America's mayor, Four Seasons Total Landscaper and Rudolph Giuliani, was slapped with a $148 million fine for defaming two, Congress oh, two Georgia poll workers for it with his election lies. It has to hurt. <sighs> At a press conference outside Radio City Repair and Rental in East Lansing, Michigan, a visibly drunk Rudy defamed the two again, urinated himself while angrily insisting that President Trump would pick up the tabs for his drinks that evening. <laughs> What is probably, though not definitely, the last bit of Trump legal news in the year 2023, he was booted off the primary ballot in Colorado for all that insurrection he did. Seems reasonable. Yeah, you'd think that, but you know, every centrist pundit in the country is tearing their hair out over it because the voters should be the one to make the decision about it, not the courts. To which I could point out that the voters made the decisions, the courts reaffirmed their decisions, and Trump decided to say, fuck the courts and maybe try to overthrow the goddamn election. So just maybe, maybe he shouldn't be allowed back on the ballot to get, give him the opportunity to do it all over again and maybe this time make it work. But what do I know? I'm just a podcaster. And that is the year 2023. I mean, we've still got a few days left. More weird shit can happen, but that's not my problem. And a lot of this stuff that happened this year, I skipped over because you can't really make a joke about it. And I had Taylor Swift and George Santos stories to get to. Not that those two are in any way on the same level because I am a Swift fan. I don't like to have a friendship bracelet or anything, but I'd like one. But, but but I like her music, and then I hope that she and Travis are very happy together for a very long time because, God, it really pisses off football dudes so much. And you'll notice I didn't mention so much all the GOP presidential hopefuls that dropped in and dropped out because they're irrelevant because Donald Trump is the only guy that's actually running for the GOP nomination, and he will probably give his acceptance speech for the nomination in between court appearances, and hopefully... Hopefully, we'll be lucky enough that he won't be delivering his inaugural address from behind bars. But you know what? This is a dumb fucking country. And in 2024, 
I wouldn't rule anything out. Anyway, that was the year 2023. Taylor, huge fan. Send me a friendship bracelet. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That is it for the show this week and for the year of 2023. Big doings coming for the show and the network in 2024. But I'm not supposed to talk about that just yet. Here we are still talking about them. All you need to know is it's very exciting. Just very exciting. Rate and review us wherever you get your pods so others can find us. Take a listen and wonder what it is that I'm not supposed to be talking about. Because I'm not talking about it because, you know, it's a... It's a secret! Head on over to patreon.com slash whatthehellpodcast and kick us a dollar. I'll kick us five and I will totally tell you the secret I'm not supposed to tell you. Do all the things Jeremy tells you to do in the closing credits and maybe, you know, don't mention the fact that I was talking about the stuff that I'm not supposed to be talking about. And so for me, Dave, once upon a time, a few mistakes ago, Bledsoe, producer, when I fell hard, it took a step back. Gavin, and all the fictional friendship bracelet makers on this show, we want to say, we knew, we just knew by the look on his face that this year was trouble. When it walked in. And we'll see you all next year. You're nine of this show. What the hell were you thinking stars Dave Bledsoe and features Gavin St. James and several fictional minions. The show is produced by Kimberly Steele and a part of the Seltzer Kings podcast network. You can find more information on the show on their website, whatthehellpodcast.com or on Twitter at thehell underscore podcast or on Facebook as what the hell podcast. Thanks for listening. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. We are done here. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.